Hey there everybody and welcome to the Biathlon Podcast. It is Saturday the 6th of February and I am your host Will Prov. Welcome to the first of three World Championships previews coming your way before the championships start on the 10th with the mixed relay. Today I'll be running through a quick roundup of the latest Biathlon news before running through the storylines that we've got going into the men's and women's relay races over in Pocuca. As always, feel free to get your predictions and comments into thebiathlonpodcast at gmail.com or over on our Facebook page. Right, so let's get going with the latest news in the biathlon world, and there's a fair few stories to get our teeth into. Uh, The biggest one, of course, is the report into former IBU President Anders Bezerberg and just Secretary General Nicole Resch alleging the uh, former regime of having, quote, no regard for ethical values and no real interest in protecting the sport from cheating. The report also stated that evidence of systematic corruption and unethical conduct for a decade um, has been found. Uh, It is worth saying that this is, of of course, alleged. Uh, Both parties deny any wrongdoing and as yet face no criminal proceedings. Uh, but the details do do seem fairly damning, it has to be said. Uh, there's some fairly lurid details of bribes being given to Besselberg, um, both holidays and uh, and uh, other less, uh, less sanitary things, uh, as well as a programme of cover-ups, including an investigation into a used syringe that was found on the track at the 2015 World Cup event over in Antholtz. Of course, this is all fairly depressing stuff. Um, also covers a lot of the ground that has been suspected uh, by a lot of people. Um, but of course, that still makes it no less uh, disappointing. I think Seb, Seb Samuelson, um, who actually boycotted the World Cup back in Tumen in 2018, I think he summed up most of our feelings best in a tweet that uh, said simply, F you, Mr. Besselberg. Um, and I think we'll all back him up on that one. Um, obviously, news like this is not anything that we want to see Biathlon dragged into, but I think it's fair to say that all sports do require a reckoning of sorts when it comes to doping and the management of doping that allows so much of it to go unchecked and unpunished. We've seen similar reckonings in sports like cycling and, of course, athletics, and personally, I'd rather see it being out in the open um, than the situation that we're seeing uncovered at the moment. Um, the current president, Ole Darlin, uh, who, to be fair to him, spearheaded this investigation, he's saying all the right things at the moment. And at the risk of seeming naive, it does seem like we're now on the right track as a sport currently. Uh, Samuelson carried on uh, an interview with VG.no that he now has great confidence which he didn't have uh, three years ago uh, back when he boycotted that race Uh, he thinks the matters are being taken seriously and things are much more transparent now and I think that's that's got to be positive Um, we may see criminal investigations I hope that we do see criminal investigations uh, coming in the future but in terms of doping in the sport and sort of suspicions around the sport 
hopefully this is something uh, that we can begin to really put in the rearview mirror and move ahead from. Um, so, a slightly depressing note to uh, start the podcast off on there. Um, and uh, I'll sort of continue on that note because we've had a couple of retirements in uh, recent weeks. Uh, unfortunately for German fans and for all of us, it looks like we've seen the last of Simon Schemp, who has bowed out of the sport saying that it's the most difficult decision of his career, but that he feels good about it. And obviously we haven't seen the best of Simon Schemp in the last couple of years, but this is the end of a hell of a career, and what an athlete he has been, an absolute treat to watch. Uh, That includes obviously the Olympic relay gold in Sochi, uh, silver in that incredible finish in the mass start in Pyeongchang, uh, where he went head-to-head and was just beaten by Mortam for card. Um, and another relay medal with bronze in Korea as well. Uh, Shemp, of course, was also world champion in 2017 uh, with a great performance in the Hopfiltsen uh, mass start there, keeping his head after Johannes Tingers missed on the final shoot. Shemp shot clear and won the gold there for Germany. And definitely going to be missed for sure in the field for a couple of years there, from really from 2014 to 2017. He was a constant threat. He won 12 times on the World Cup Tour and brought some of the most exciting finishes that we've uh, really ever seen in biathlon. His first ever win, of course, was that tie with Lukas Hoffer in in Antholtz, where they couldn't be separated at the end. Um, So a sad moment, but uh, a man who leaves us all, especially German fans, I imagine, with some absolutely fantastic memories. Um, Not sure what your sort of fondest memories would be. I think when I was looking back, I went back to sort of one of his last wins, which was over in Oberhof in the math start in 2017, where we saw that great battle between Schemp and Martin Foucault on the final lap. And then we sort of slowly had Eric Lesser coming out of nowhere, carving his way through the field uh, to just catch Schemp and Foucault before the line, uh, just as he made contact um, with them. Schemp took took to the sprint, sort of caught Foucault off guard a bit and uh, powered to the line, holding off Foucault and Lesser for a fantastic win. And, I mean, Foucault had been attacking him non-stop on that final lap. Oberhoff, of course, so many so many uphills, and Foucault was really putting it to Shemp, but he would not crack, and that was a, that was a great, great race all round. Um, so, yeah, great career for Simon Shemp. Sad to see him go. Uh, also calling it a day in uh, the last couple of weeks was the Norwegian Lars Helga Bjerkeland. Uh He had a t- tough year last season and he's been trying to get back into the Norwegian team aiming for the 2022 Olympics. Um, it's been a tough road for him though and he announced on Instagram that it was now time to hang up the skis. Nice message you put out there stating that uh, even though he sometimes thought he could have done better, uh, his career has surpassed all the dreams and goals he had as a little boy. Um, and while he never reached the top of the podium individually, he did have 10 World Cup victories in the relays, uh, including an Olympic silver and a World Championship gold. And I think you can safely say that's a better career than most would dream of. Uh, always a reliable man in the longer races, good in the individuals and the pursuits. Um, and sad that we'll, we'll not see any more of him. Uh, but I think with the sort of depth of uh, youngsters coming through in that Norwegian team Uh, it was always going to be a tough road back into it for Bjerkeland but a great career nonetheless he bows out at 32 and uh, and we wish him all the best moving ahead 
And uh, some more unfortunate news, I'm afraid, which is that despite some hopes that there may have been some fans present for the World Championships in Pokyuka, it will be a behind-closed-doors event, uh, as we've seen so far all season. There'd been some plans put in place for potentially 500, 3,500, or uh, potentially even more spectators to be allowed in, depending on the impact that COVID was having at the time. Uh, These plans have been shelved officially, though, and the stands will remain empty. Of course, sad news, uh, especially for the Slovenian athletes at their home world championships. But I think that really has to be the right choice that's been made. There's obviously 337 athletes making the trip over there with coaches, technicians, cameramen. um, God knows what else goes into sort of hosting a major championships. So I think in the interest of preventing any outbreaks... That has to be the priority, um, and so fans coming in could jeopardise that. Definitely a shame, though, as it did seem for a while like we might get a bit of atmosphere over in the stadium there. Um, and I think overall, so far, it's got to be said that the IBU have been doing a great job with COVID. Um, compared to other sports, we've seen fairly little disruption to any events so far this season, and if we do manage to get an entire season in with no cancelled races... Uh, it will definitely be an impressive effort from all all concerned there. Uh, it does appear to still be a chance that some uh, health work healthcare workers might be allowed entry. Um, so that will be a nice gesture from the organisers if that does happen. Um, so yeah, we'll wait and see. Wait and see on that. Uh, in addition to the no fans in Pokyuka, it has also been confirmed that we'll not have any representatives from Team China joining the field at the World Championships. Um, The athletes, of course, have been subject to travel restrictions all season, so we've not seen them yet, but they had been hoping to be able to compete at the Worlds. Um, But uh, coach Oleana Bjorndalen confirmed that that has been denied by the Chinese government. Um, And while they may not have been uh, sort of heading up at the front, it's a shame we won't be able to see them, and it does actually have some pretty serious uh, implications for the Chinese athletes ahead of their home Olympics. Uh, With no races at all this season, they're going to need to obtain enough qualifying points, probably just in the races in December and January next season before the Olympics take place, which is looking... So it looks like it's probably a long shot that they'll be involved at all um, in the individual or the relays, um, which you have to qualify for. Um... So yeah, shame for the Chinese. It, I mean, it was always it always looked like a bit of a pipe dream uh, when it was announced that China were aiming for relay medals in Beijing in the biathlon. Um, obviously, hiring uh, Bjorn Dahlen and Dom Ratchiva to coach their teams to that goal, um, but now it looks like it might be a complete impossibility, and uh, we won't even won't see them at all in Beijing. So yeah, definite shame for the Chinese there. Well, um. China or no China, fans or no fans, uh, we have got great championships ahead of us. And today I'm going to be looking forward to the relays. And let's start off with a look at the Norwegian teams. It's been a pretty mixed year for what we expect to be the top team in biathlon. And while most teams are sort of fairly well locked in now, I think it's still very much up in the air who we'll see rounding out both the men's and women's teams on the Norwegian side. Uh, for the men's, I think the battle's down to whether Johannes Dahle or Vietje Shorsad Christiansen takes that final spot. And on the women's side, will Caroline Jotten or Ida Leon join uh, the lineup of Tandravold Ekhoff and Reuschland 
in that lineup for them. Let's start off with the men's side, and on the face of it, this does seem like a pretty simple choice. Dale's obviously a winner on the World Cup Tour this year, winning the sprint in Hockfilsen. He's fourth overall, with 128 more points than Christensen. Despite that, I think the choice here has to be the elder statesman. It has to be Christensen. We've had four relays so far this season, Dale taking part in three and Christensen in two. And Dale's found himself on the penalty loop in two of those races, the two most recent ones. And while he does have the ski speed to try and make up that difference, he's more than once now putting the team in positions where they're on the back foot, having to pick up the ski speed, which is putting their shoots in danger, of course, but also just meaning that even with clear shoots, the Burr brothers are in a pretty tough spot to be able to catch their rivals. Last time out, uh, Ligreed gave him the lead. Uh, then after Dale's run, he ended up almost 40 seconds back. Uh, then in Oberhof, Christensen was taking the first leg. He ended over 6.4 seconds off the lead. And by the time Dale exchanged to Talia Bow, he was 1 minute 13 down. It's of course nothing against Dale. Personal favourite of mine and a fantastic athlete. But something about these relay situations just doesn't play to his strengths. He takes way too long in the range, feeding him the blanks, and is just too inconsistent. I think if the Norwegian coaches are really going for gold, it has to be Ligreid, Christensen, Taya and Johannes Tingers um, to take it home there. To my mind, the race for that gold medal is between Norway and the French team. And there's also a bit of an interesting selection dilemma there for the French. Uh, they've made the smart move, in my opinion, in switching Fiumier to the second leg, moving Jacqueline to the anchor leg where he really shines. But who takes the opening and third leg is still very much up for debate. Uh, it's going to be two of Fabien Cloud, Simon Dessieux and Antonin Giganer. But who should miss out of those three? Uh, it seems very unfair that any of them do have to miss out. Personally, I think Giganer showed again in Antholtz that he's a safe pair of hands in that opening spot. Uh, sort of like Eric Lesser is for the Germans. Um, but then by that same token, Dessieux's Played that role in the past and played it well. Um, and and in last time out in Anhalt, Dessieux was on the third leg. He had a fantastic uh, time there, moving them up into top spot. So maybe you want to keep that foursome in place. But then you've got no place for Fabian Cloud, who's been the best of those three individually and hasn't done a huge amount wrong in the relays either. Um, so obviously a good problem to have for the French. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who impresses the most in the individual races, in the sprint pursuit and individual, uh, to see who will take that spot. I'm personally actually taking the French team for the win here. I think the team looks looks confident, it looks settled with that switch I mentioned. They're full of confidence. They've had two wins on the bounce now uh, in Oberhof and Antholtz. So I'm taking France for the win with Norway second. Uh, but who should we be looking out for to finish off that podium? Uh, the great thing about relays is that obviously so many teams can shock you, but I think the sensible money in the men's race is really going to be one of Germany or Russia. Uh, the Russians took that place in the last relay over in Anholtz, uh, and that was including a penalty loop from Alexander Loginov. So they are the informed team, but was that a bit of a flash in the pan? Um, we saw incredible speed from the women as well, obviously taking victory in their relay, but we've seen similar results. Sweden, obviously, and Contiolati were on top form, and they've dropped off since. 
And I personally have a good feeling about Germany in this one. Uh, Pfeiffer and Dole, of course, usually show up in the major championships. And Germany have got pedigree here. They're silver and a bronze in the last two world champs. I think it'll be a close one, but I'm picking Germany for a medal. I think most likely bronze. So France, Norway and Germany. Uh, outside of the four that I've mentioned, with Russia included, I think Sweden and Italy will likely be the teams to watch. Sweden really just relying on the form of Pep Femling uh, to, to sort of get them off on the right foot. He's found that a bit of a struggle in some of the relays, and I I wonder whether they have the strength there to uh, to trouble the leaders. Uh, Italy, of course, similarly, uh, Lukas Hoffer and Dominic Windisch are reliable, but do they have that depth to trouble teams like Germany and Russia? Um, but watch out for those if we do see any problems on the range for other teams. Slovenia as the home nation, obviously hoping for a good performance from them. Maybe a top five, but I think a podium is probably beyond them, unfortunately. Uh, now to the women's relay, and as I mentioned, the big question for Norway will be whether they trust that likely opening spot to Caroline Jotten or Ida Lien. Uh, Jotten's been given the nod in three of four races this season, but has only really impressed in one of those showings, um, not having much luck in the others. Lien replaced her in Oberhof, uh, taking the second leg with Tandrevold leading off. Didn't really cover herself in glory there either, losing 40 seconds to the leaders. I think Nottam probably takes the place. Um, but what on paper should be a, a great team has really dropped away uh, after, I mean, only one season um, from winning every relay uh, last year, of course. So it will be interesting to see what Norway do. They've looked very vulnerable so far this season. Um, and I think are probably not even the favourites at this point. Uh, so if Norway aren't going to be the winners, then who might be? I think we've got an incredibly open race in the women's relay. Uh, and usually we've had four different winners from four races so far this season. Uh, Sweden won our first of the season back in Contialati. But as I mentioned, I haven't really been able to replicate that form since the finish rounds. Um, Johanna Schottheim, who was on such great form then, she's had a couple of injury issues and was a bit off the pace in Antholtz, uh, despite shooting absolutely fantastically. Uh, Elvira Erberg, of course, was on fire pre-Christmas, but since the break has fallen back, uh, back into the pack a little bit. So then a lot relies on sort of the, the form of Lynn Person and Hannah Erberg. I think a podium is definitely possible, but a win might be tough for the Swedes to bring home. Germany took victory in Oberhof. And they're definitely a real threat for the win. The three H's in Hins, Hettish and Hermann have been rounding into form quite nicely recently. And uh, Franny Preutz did have a bit of trouble on the final shoot in Antholtz, uh, where they lost out to the Russians. But she's a solid anchor for the team. And I think Germany would could be a team to watch for the overall victory there. Um, that day in Antholtz, I mentioned, they were beaten by Russia, who were a real revelation over there in Italy. Uh, if that pace is here to stay, then obviously they'll be right up there as well. Uh, Moronova especially has looked excellent in recent rounds, uh, not just over in Italy, uh, but in Oberhof as well. Um, my pick for the win, though, hasn't been on the top step of the podium this year at all. And it's France again. I'm picking them for the double. In Bechon, Chevalier Boucher, Brezal Boucher and Julius Simon, they've possibly got the best team on paper, even over the Norwegians' um, and the Germans and Russians. 
Uh, it's just a case of whether they can put it together on the range. That's been where they've struggled. I think maybe a switch of uh, Brazard Boucher to the second leg and Chevalier Boucher going up to third might give them a bit more of a solid base to go on um, and attack in those final legs. And I personally think they can do it. They're, that's four women who are often in the top ten, uh, who should be in the top ten on ski speed. Um, and I think they can do it. So I'm going for a French win with Germany second and Norway just sneaking a medal in third place. Outside those I've mentioned, I think the two teams to watch out for will probably be Italy and Belarus. Uh, we saw Belarus, of course, close to a win back in Oberhof. Um, and if there are no penalty loops, which definitely is a big if with Belarus, uh, we've seen Limba Carver have some troubles. Um, we've seen, obviously, Hannah Sola, um, who's very quick on the skis, but can be a bit erratic in the range. So they've got every chance of causing an upset. Uh, meanwhile, the Italians obviously made that change. They've got Vera on the ankle leg now, which really freed up San Filippo. Uh, took the pressure off her of the ankle leg. She did really well in Antholtz on the second leg. And then if they keep Carrera on the third leg, she just needs to hang on as much as possible. Uh, if the targets go down, then a bronze, definitely possible. Not sure they'll have enough to challenge for the win, um, but definitely a team to watch. I think that'll do us for today. I'll be back with two more previews for the World Championships, so look out for those. I hope you're all keeping well, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.